Hello there, our dear HSK Student Pod listeners. Thank you for joining us on episode 36 of the HSK Student Podcast. This is Richard, your host from the HSK ETEC team. It's a pleasure to have you as one of our listeners. Dear HSK Student Pod listeners, I hope you are all fine wherever you are listening this episode from. This episode is special because it's the last episode for 2023, whereas all the year gone. It's difficult to believe, but there we are. We are coming to the end of 2023. As usual, I'm not going to let you down. I have special guests for you who are going to share wonderful messages with us, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Hello listeners and welcome to episode 36 of the School of Health and Social Work Student Pod. I'm Cathy Wayman. I'm Assistant Associate Dean for Student Experience in the school. It gives me great pleasure to introduce some of the elements that we've got on the podcast today and some of the messages from our staff within the school. We hope you're all well and looking forward to the festive break. And if you're celebrating Christmas, we wish you a very Merry Christmas. Whatever you're doing over the festive period, we hope that you get some rest and enjoy the festivities, trying not to work too hard, preparing for any assessments that are coming up in January. We look forward to 2024 and lots more going on in the School of Health and Social Work. Today, we're hearing from Sophia, who's a student who spoke at our Health and Social Work Conference on Learning and Teaching in November. Sophia came to tell us about her experience of undertaking a virtual hospital placement, and she's sharing her podcast message today about this experience. Her message also raises awareness about this new and innovative way the NHS is providing service care to patients. Sophia was interviewed by Laura Lowe. Laura is our Associate Dean for Learning and Teaching in the school. The Student Success and Academic Skills team also have a regular slot on the student pod. Today, the message comes from Shiva Begum from the SAS team. She gives an update on the services and resources that the team has on offer to students in the school. Shiva also shares some really useful tips on how Students can best manage their reading and make most of their reading sessions. The Student Success and Academic Skills team have partnered with the Student Union and myself, as well as Richard Matovu, educational technologist in the school, to put on some events for our students. And it was great to see so many students and staff coming along to the festive Friday on the 15th, where we had some crafting sessions. We were able to make Christmas cards and also share a coffee and have some great time just getting to know everybody. We look forward to providing more of these in the months to come over the academic year. And the next one is going to be on the 10th of January, on Wednesday afternoon, in the Wright Building. This one is especially for international students. 
So please look out for the flyers and all the information on the School Student Success Academic Skills Team website. And lastly, we have our annual end of year and festive season message from Jackie Kelly, the Dean of School. Jackie, who is the Dean of our School of Health and Social Work, gives a festive message to us all. She encourages us to take care of our well-being and make use of all the available support services that we have across the university during the winter break. Jackie also gives us a special personal message to end the year and looking forward to 2024. So we hope you enjoy this episode. And if you ever want to take part in the student pod and tell us what's going on in your world, please get in touch. Let us know. We'd love to hear from you. HSK student point listeners, I'm not sure if you have heard of what they call a virtual hospital. If you're wondering what a virtual hospital is, our next guest, Sophia, a student from the School of Health and Social Work, is going to let us know what a virtual hospital is. I now hand you over to Laura, our Associate Dean for Learning and Teaching and Student Experience, who had the opportunity to meet and interview Sophia. Sophia, welcome to the HSK Student Podcast. Please can you introduce yourself for our listeners? Hi, my name is Sophia Chimemewe-Dinakus. I am a second-year adult nursing student at the University of Hertfordshire. Excellent, thank you. We've asked you here today to join us on the HSK Student Podcast to talk a bit more about your experience during your virtual hospital place. Now, I know you did speak at the HSK Learning Teacher Conference, and it started some really interesting conversations afterwards. I think some people weren't fully aware of what a virtual hospital was and people found it really interesting. So we invited you here today just to talk a little bit more about that. But a virtual hospital placement, I understand, is one of the new ways the NHS started to provide care during the COVID pandemic using technology so that people could be treated at home. You might have traditionally had to have been admitted to a ward setting. Yeah. You're one of the first students to have had the opportunity of a placement in a virtual hospital. Please, could you just explain a little bit about what that involved and what's meant by virtual hospital? Okay, so um, a virtual hospital is like a ward, a virtual ward, where we provide um, holistic care for patients from the comfort of their homes. So traditionally, most times patients are in the hospital but this time around, they're at home and we're providing care for them in their houses. Fantastic. So how does that differ from, say, district nursing or other community teams? Was there more technology involved? Yes, we give them devices to put on. So we have some devices like the radius PPG, mighty sats, blood pressure, and they are all Bluetooth connected. So whenever they take their the vital signs, their ops from their homes, we get it automatically on our computer. Excellent. So they're in their homes and you've got 
lots of screens in front of you potentially? Yes, we do a lot of recording and observations. Excellent. Thank you. So how many people might be under the same team or were there different pathways? In the virtual hospital where I work, we have three main pathways as of the time I was there, even though they were introducing more. So we had the ARI pathway, the acute respiratory infections for pneumonia, COVID-19, and lower tract respiratory infections. Then we had the ABC for asthma, bronchitis, and COPD. And then we had the heart failure pathway. So it depends on the pathway that you are being assigned to. But usually they are like a nurse or two nurses with the specialist nurse and then the consultants. Excellent. So is there any face-to-face patient contact during the placement or phone contact or anything like that as well? Yes, we talk to patients every day. So we prioritise speaking to patients every day. And sometimes through their observations, what we can see, what we can monitor, what we can hear from the patients, we ask them to come into the hospital where the specialist nurse will go and review them face-to-face or the consultants if we are concerned about a particular issue. Excellent. So really well monitored at home. But as you said, it's a nicer environment to be in than in a traditional ward, isn't it, for them? A lot calmer, probably. So tell us briefly what a normal day would look like. Was it shifts? Was it nine to five? And what did you do throughout the day? A normal day in the virtual hospital is from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. So when you come in in the morning, you're usually um, allocated to the pathway where you'll be working on. For me as a student, I was allocated to the pathway where I'll be learning for the day. So if I was assigned to, um, let's say, heart failure pathway, I would join the morning huddle with the heart failure specialist nurse and the consultants. And sometimes we also speak to the community nurses through Zoom calls. So we will discuss each patient, if they are going to be discharged, what's going on with them, how far they've gone in the program, and then if there are any concerns that we would want them to investigate. And then after the huddle, it would be to record the patient's vital signs because although we have most of their information coming to us through Bluetooth, there are some patients that are not really good with technology. So what we do is we give them the devices and we tell them to send in the the readings to us through text message or to call us and give us the readings. So whenever the readings come, we have to record it because documentation is key. So we always have to put it in. They give the readings three times a day, three to four times a day, depends on the pathway they're in. So 8.30, 11.30, 1.30, and then finally 3.30. But then for patients with heart failure, they always give their weight every morning before breakfast and after going to the toilet. So that's the kind of monitoring that we do for the patients. And then once a day, we always make sure that we call each patient at least once a day where we monitor them, we ask them questions about their path, like whatever they are, they, are, they are going through, and then we kind of assess them on phone. We kind of listen to, if the patients have asthma or um, respiratory infection, we listen to their breathing, how they are speaking, ask them certain questions, depends on how we want to assess them, and then we can document whatever we observed. Excellent. It sounds quite different from a 
usual placement on the wards. How did you feel when you first saw the placement you've been given? I was really confused because I was supposed to go to the A&E. I had been right. given the A&E to go to. And then I, I checked my placement on the web again. And then I saw that it has changed to um, virtual hospital. So at first I thought maybe it was still under the a and &E. I, I didn't really get what it was about because I've never heard of it before. But when I, you know, asked some questions and I had to email them to ask them what it's about and they got back to me, they gave me like a student workbook to read through and see the kind of things that they do. I started to get the hang of it, but I fully understood when I was on the placement. Yeah, so it's hard to understand before you get there, I suppose, isn't it? Because it is quite different to our traditional placements. Yeah. What skills do you think you learned during this placement in particular? I think that I learned so many transferable skills. For example, communication. It's very different speaking to patients that you can't see. You can't utilize body language or any other communication skills. You have to rely on the technology, the phone, and just your critical thinking and your critical judgment. So I think building up on those kind of skills on how to monitor patients remotely, it really helped me and it also built my confidence. And then also, I think I developed my critical thinking and my patient assessments as well. And I, I gained a lot of clinical knowledge because for you to work in a virtual hospital with so many pathways, you have to know pathophysiology and how that pathway really works, the kind of medications you want, because patients can ask you any question at any time and you have to at least know what the basis of it as a student and even know more, actually. Because I was the second year student and they were actually expecting me to know a bit more than I should. I think I gained a lot of skills from there. Fantastic. Technology too. Yes, the technology. technology. And you showed us some of that technology in the HS Co-Learning Teaching Conference and um, the ECG was such a tiny piece of equipment. Yeah. Excellent. Any challenges that you experienced during this placement? I think first challenge I experienced maybe during the first few weeks was that I felt a bit overwhelmed because it's a new environment. It's different from the normal wards that I've been on on placement because there are so many pathways there. You know, the pressure to just learn more and the fact that I was in second year and I was expected to know these things, I, I think it was like a bit of a challenge for me. And But I'm happy that because we had um, peer support, because I was on the placement with City Ministry, which is very supportive. We were always you know, working together most of the times. And just having someone that you can talk to about it and the both of you can work through a particular problem together was also very helpful. So I think it's just the overwhelming going into a new environment that was the challenge. So if it had been a, a normal ward, then it might have felt more usual, I suppose. It's quite overwhelming, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it can be. Have you got any memorable experiences or any moments that made you think this is a fantastic place to be? Yeah, I think just learning. Learning there is really memorable for me because 
I felt like we were really seen by the nurses and the doctors and everyone. We actually had times allocated to us in the day to just go and read. They can just tell us, okay, take this computer, read about this. And then after reading, one of the senior um, clinical nurse specialists will call me to a room and ask me on like what I've read and test me on what I've known so far. I think it was really nice because I felt like I was really supported as a student to know more. And I just feel like the warm welcome we received was really memorable because on our last day, they actually bought like pizza and drinks. And then one of the doctors, he baked us a chocolate cake from his home because we were living. The warm welcome was really nice. Fantastic. So really appreciate having students and wanted to look after you and support your learning. Before we finish, what message do you have for any other students who might be placed in a virtual hospital placement? I would um, advise them to, to not be too hard on themselves, to take everything slow because they are going to learn and they should utilize their um, their learning properly. They should take advantage of the fact that there are people there that are really willing to support them and they are really willing to help them. So they should always ask questions. They should not be scared or feel too overwhelmed in that kind of environment. That's great advice. Thank you, Sophia. And I think that can be applied to lots of other placements, isn't it? Just yeah, um, yeah, going positive and make the most out of what you can and, and use that support yeah to keep an open mind because you never know what you're going to learn i didn't really expect to learn so much in a virtual hospital but i actually did learn a lot so just keep an open mind and be willing to know more and learn excellent thank you sophia well thank you so much for coming and speaking on the hsk student podcast and we really appreciate that and hopefully it's helped other students learn a bit more about what a virtual hospital might involve yeah, thank you so much for having me here as well. Thank you. Take care, Sophia. Bye. Bye. Dear HSK student pod listeners, here is just a moment with the SAS team. Hello and welcome to Just a Moment with SAS. This is where all HSK students can receive updates on services offered by the SAS team, receive study tips and advice and a chance to listen to interviews with our special guests. This is Shipa Begum, one of the tutors from the HSK Student Success and Academic Skills team also known as the SAS team. Today, we're diving into the essential topic of managing your reading as a university student. Whether you're overwhelmed with textbooks, articles, or research papers, we've got you covered. Now let's discuss some strategies to make the most out of your reading sessions. Firstly, active reading is an essential skill to develop. It helps you to apply critical reading skills so that you have a better understanding of the text. So, As you read, make sure you take notes, underline key points and jot down questions that cross your mind. See it as though you're communicating with the text. 
This not only reinforces your understanding, but it also creates valuable study resources for later, especially for exams. Secondly, prioritize the most relevant and important readings first. Skim through text to get an overview and then delve into the details. Remember, not all readings are created equal, so focus your energy where it matters the most. For example, some sources may be useful to provide you with some supplementary information about a topic, whereas other sources may focus more on contemporary issues and recommendations that you might find more relevant. Therefore, only focus on the ones that you think will be more fruitful for you. Now, let's talk about note-taking. Note-taking and active reading go hand in hand. It's important that you discuss a system that works for you, whether it's traditional handwritten notes, digital annotations, or a combination of both. Regardless of the note-taking system you choose, you should consider creating concise summaries, highlighting key concepts, and using symbols to flag important information. Your notes should be a quick reference guide for exam preparations or for your assignments. It should not be paragraphs and paragraphs of information. Finally, after completing a reading session, take some time to review and reflect. Ask yourself questions about the main ideas, key concepts, and how the material connects to your assignments or exams. This reflective practice reinforces your understanding and enhances long-term retention. And there you have it, a comprehensive guide to managing your reading as a university student. Remember, everyone's approach to reading is unique, so don't hesitate to experiment and find what works best for you. As usual, do remember to make use of the SAS team. We are here to help you with your academic skills and assist you in getting the most out of your study. So do check out the HSK Academic Skills Advice site. And also, if you would like to contact us, please send us an email to hsk.skills at hearts.ac.uk. Thanks for tuning in to Just a Moment with SAS. Wishing you all a restful break. Dear HSK Student Point listeners, I have a very important guest for you next, who's going to share a message with us. The Dean of School, Jackie Kelly, is our next guest. Welcome, Jackie, to the HSK Student Pod. Thank you very much, Richard. Hello, everybody. As Richard said, my name is Jackie Kelly, and I'm the Dean of the School of Health and Social Work here at the University of Hertfordshire. I hope that this message finds you all doing well as we near the end of the calendar year. Appreciating some of you will still be out on your practice placements and preparing for upcoming assessments, submissions, etc., and still others celebrating your recent results. Well done, everybody, for your continued hard work throughout this semester. It has been a very busy autumn term, and it's hard to believe that it's approaching almost four months since we welcomed our new starters in September, and indeed, we look forward to welcoming new students in semester B who will be joining us for our spring programmes as we start those across the school. Quick note of thank you to all of you who have supported various roles across the school and within your programmes as representatives, as school community officers, or being involved in the societies. This really is your course, your school and your university. And it's great to develop our community with you together. Thank you also for all of your feedback, all of the positive feedback that we've received 
about some of the challenges that we've faced and the actions that we've taken to try to continue to support your learning. Equally, for those areas that we have had some particular challenges, and I know that this semester we've had some challenges with estate, with some of our heating in particular rooms, etc. Please be assured that we continue to work with our estates colleagues to keep you informed. And I was delighted to hear when I met with the reps recently that those actions that we've taken to support you have been well received and that you have indeed seen those improvements. We'll continue to improve how we support you. And please do continue to feedback through your course representatives, etc., so that we can respond to any of the challenges. But equally, great to hear, as I said earlier, those positive areas of feedback and also lots of positive feedback about colleagues enjoying your placements and enjoying some of the innovative learning that you are undertaking within your programs. So a big thank you from me for all the program leaders and everybody else who is continuing to support your learning. There really has been a great deal to celebrate this year, not least our graduation in September, and we are fast approaching another graduation in February. So congratulations to all of those who graduated this semester and congratulations in advance to those who will be joining us as they graduate in February. Just a note on graduation, if your studies or your study journey has been interrupted or you've been delayed for whatever reason, please do ensure that you reach out for support. We know that everybody has an individual journey. Different things do happen during the period of your studies and we are here to support you. Support is always available through the Student Academic Support Service, but also from your programme teams, from your personal tutors, and indeed from the many support services across the university, through our Dean of Students Office, our student services, including, of course, our wellbeing services. As we all prepare for the Christmas break, and if indeed you celebrate Christmas, I wish you all a very happy Christmas. And to everybody, do get some time to Recharge your batteries, even if you are focusing on some of your research or on your assignments. Do take the time to focus on your well-being. It really is as important as all of your time and dedication to your studies that you take regular breaks and that you look after yourself. We appreciate that many of our students are balancing life responsibilities alongside your studies, and that can be really challenging. So it is really important that you look after your well-being. And again, there's a lot of support and resources available to you across the university. I wish you all well also in your ongoing studies and in all of your future endeavours. The health and social care careers we know are tremendous opportunities. There are considerable career opportunities ahead for all of you. And I've got no doubt that the University of Hertfordshire and its graduates will continue to make a huge and valued impact wherever you go on to deliver your health and care provision. As Dean of the School of Health and Social Work, this will be my last message this year as I will be moving on from the university in the new year on the 1st of February to take up a position at another university in the east of England. But I leave you in capable hands with our Interim Dean of School, Dr Julia Warriner, and the wider team across the Senior Executive Group and Programme teams who will continue to work diligently and together in partnership with you to support the school. I've had a fantastic time here at the university. I've been dean in the school now for about six and a half years and through that time we have seen an amazing cohort of students go through. 
We've managed to navigate difficult challenges presented to us through the pandemic. And this week, we celebrated the launch of a new research centre, our Centre for Applied Clinical Health and Care Research. A really exciting time and the innovation and creativity that flows from the School of Health and Social Work has never been stronger. That research is really important because it feeds in and builds on the evidence base of our curricula and in particular an area of focus for the research that will happen within that new centre, the acronym for which is CASH, the Centre for Applied Clinical Health and Care Research. One of the focus areas is pedagogic research and that's all about how we develop and take forward your educational input. So again, a really, really exciting time. I wish you and the school all the very best. Do have a restful time over the Christmas period, or at least, as I said earlier, take some of those well-earned breaks. And we look forward to welcoming you back in the new year, full of energy and invigorated to continue your ongoing studies. My very best wishes. Thank you very much, Richard. All the best. I wish to thank all our guests in this episode. Sophia, thank you very much for coming on the HSK Student Pod to enlighten us about what a virtual hospital is. Indeed, you have educated us especially. You have helped to inform our student listeners who may one day be allocated our virtual hospital placement in future. Thank you, Sophia, for raising awareness about this new way the NHS is providing service care to its patients. Thank you very much, Laura, for interviewing Sophia. We always appreciate the time taken by our interviewers to come and interview our guests. Thank you, Shipa, for sharing those useful tips on how students can best manage their reading and make the most of their reading sessions. A very important topic at this time of the year when many of our students are preparing for semester A exams and working so hard on their assignments. Also, thank you for keeping us updated on how the system can be of help to HSK students. Dear HSK student listeners, please, you are encouraged to take advantage of the useful services provided by the system. Thank you so much, Jackie, for your beautiful end-of-year message that you have shared with us today and for encouraging our HSK students to take care of their well-being and to make use of all the available support services.
These days can't last forever So we're here to say goodbye Here for one last time Before we step outside There's a road ahead It's calling us to new things But we will not forget All the times we've had And everyone we've met And this is our last memory Perhaps the greatest yet Our farewell song Dear HSK Student Pod listeners, I know you have heard the sad news from Jackie, our dean of school, that she's leaving us very soon as of February in the new year. It is sad to see our dean go, but it's also very positive news because Jackie is going for even bigger opportunities. Jackie, we are all wishing you all the best in your new role. Thank you for being our great and caring dean for our school. The staff and students in the School of Health and Social Work are going to miss you dearly. HSK Student Pod listeners have always enjoyed listening to you. It's always very good to hear directly from our Dean of School. It's been a pleasure to have you on the HSK Student Pod. Thank you, Jackie. We are wishing you all the best in your new role. Don't forget, I wish to thank Kathy, our Assistant Associate Dean for Learning and Teaching and Student Experience. Thank you very much, Cathy, for that beautiful introduction and for keeping us updated on what's going on in the school. Thanks to all our guests. It's always a pleasure to have you on the HSK Student Podcast. As we come to the end of this podcast, I know it's the festive season, but there are many of you on placements and many of you are working so hard on your current assignments or even preparing for your January exams. I'm also aware academic staff are also very busy making sure all our students succeed on their courses. I wish you all good luck in what you are currently working on, whether you're a student or a staff member. Dear HSK Student Pod listeners, look after yourselves and your loved ones. Remember, do not forget to have some time off for yourself to refresh. I wish you a good Christmas and New Year celebrations. I hope you have a wonderful time with your family and friends during the festive season. For those who do not celebrate Christmas, I wish you a good festive break too. Thank you for joining us and for being part of this episode. Bye-bye from Richard, your host, and join us in our next day HSK Student Pod, which will have something fresh and new to listen to.
See you and speak to you in the new year.